This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The Helena Regional Airport Authority and the City of Helena are trying to resolve a dispute over payments that federal regulators say may be illegal. An internal memo from City Manager Rachel Harlow Schalk says city staff are raising concern that the airport has neglected to pay about $344,000 in assessments owed to the city and county. The memo cites street maintenance and stormwater assessments among the delinquent accounts. Helena Regional Airport Director Jeff Wadekamper says that the airport authority has been advised not to make the payments as the Federal Aviation Administration considers it a diversion of revenue, jeopardizing the federal aid the airport gets and plans to get for infrastructure improvement through the Airport Improvement Program, or AIP. The city is hoping to address the matter during the upcoming reauthorization process of the main agreement between the city and the airport. The city owns the land that the airport occupies. The airport leases the property and sublets portions of the land to 20 other businesses. According to the airport's 2019 financial audit, more than 60% of its annual revenue comes from those leases, about $2.5 million. In total, the city has presented nine separate issues to the authority that it would like to see addressed in the reauthorization process. Harlow Schalk declined to say if not reauthorizing the airport authority is on the table. Quote, we've had a very successful negotiation a couple of days ago and look to have things resolved in time for the July 1st deadline, she said. Federal protections for wild birds would be restored under a proposal unveiled Thursday to bring back prosecutions of avian deaths by industry. The rules were ended by former President Donald Trump. The move by President Joe Biden would end a Trump policy that halted criminal enforcement against companies over bird deaths that could have been prevented. Hundreds of millions of birds die annually in collisions with electric lines and wind turbines. Also, after landing in oil pits and other kinds of pits and from industrial causes, the Biden move is based on court rulings that said the 102-year-old Migratory Bird Treaty Act was, quote, unambiguous, that killing protected birds was unlawful at any time or any manner. Thursday's proposal would cancel a rule enacted in Trump's final days in office that blocked prosecutions of unintentional bird deaths. Interior officials said they will take public comment through June 7th before making a final decision. Former federal officials, environmental groups, and Democrats in Congress say many of the Trump rules were aimed at benefiting private industry at the expense of conservation. Thursday's action was hailed by environmental groups that warned that more birds would die under the Trump rule. Interior Secretary Deb Haaland said it would help ensure agency decisions are guided by science. Haaland said in a statement, The Migratory Bird Treaty Act is a bedrock environmental law that is critical to protecting migratory birds and restoring declining bird populations. 
The Independent Petroleum Association of America criticized the rule cancellation and said it would cause financial harm to companies that kill birds accidentally. More than 1,000 North American bird species are covered by the treaty, from peregrine falcons to tiny songbirds and more than 20 species of owl. The ruling does not apply to non-native species and some game birds, like wild turkeys. The ruling comes as bird numbers across North America are in steep decline, with some 3 billion fewer birds now compared to 1970. Researchers have said, however, that cats in the U.S. kill the most birds, more than 2 billion a year. Courts have been split as to whether companies can be prosecuted for unintentional bird deaths. Interior officials said in March they plan to come up with new standards for bird deaths by industry, but have not released further details. Under former President Obama, the agency started to develop a permitting system that would have allowed industry to kill limited numbers of birds. That work was stopped by the Trump administration. A federal judge on Wednesday struck down the nationwide halt on evictions, saying the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention overstepped its authority to help millions of renting Americans who were put out of work with the outbreak of COVID-19. Quote, it is the role of the political branches and not the courts to assess the merits of policy measures designed to combat the spread of disease, even during a global pandemic. That's according to U.S. District Judge Dabney Friedrich. Quote, the question for the court is a narrow one. Does the Public Health Service Act grant the CDC the legal authority to impose a nationwide eviction moratorium? It does not. The lawsuit was brought by a group of realtors and property owners in Alabama who say they are experiencing financial burdens from tenants who haven't paid. According to the CDC, the halt on evictions has kept roofs over the heads of up to 40 million people in the U.S. It notes that evicted renters are more likely to increase the spread of COVID-19 and to contract the disease themselves. A January report from the Urban Institute shows that black and Hispanic renters are four times more likely than white counterparts to face eviction. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki told reporters at a press conference that the Justice Department is reviewing the court's decision. Some Republican members of Congress from the Northwest are accusing a GOP Idaho lawmaker of conducting secret negotiations with Democratic officials in Oregon over a controversial proposal to breach four dams on the Snake River to save endangered salmon. The plan to remove Ice Harbor, Little Goose, Lower Granite, and Lower Monumental Nams also includes a 35-year moratorium on lawsuits, ending costly litigation over the dam's environmental impact. That provision has prompted more than a dozen Northwest environmental groups to oppose the plan. Democratic lawmakers have also been lukewarm to the proposal because of that moratorium. The plan would also suspend key federal environmental regulations and exempt 80 other dams in the Columbia River Basin from accountability for clean water and harmful impacts on salmon and other species.
The Columbia Basin Initiative proposes removing the earthen portions of the four dams, which would make all regional stakeholders whole. Most of the proposed $33.5 billion cost of the plan would replace the power the dams generate, the barging capacity they provide between Washington and Idaho, plus irrigation and other benefits. Staff from the Kalispell Regional Medical Center, North Valley Hospital, and the Whitefish Fire Department will participate in an emergency communications drill Friday morning, testing their ability to coordinate in the event of an active shooting at a local high school. The training will involve emergency communications only. There will be no physical shooting simulation and no medical or law enforcement response. That's according to Kalispell Regional. The drill is set to begin at 10.45 a.m. and wrap up by noon. Montana health officials reported 143 new COVID-19 cases Thursday and two more deaths due to the virus. The number of confirmed active cases in the state dropped to 1,055 people, according to the state virus mapping and tracking website. The two deaths brought the statewide total in the pandemic to 1,580. On Thursday, hospitalizations due to COVID-19 dropped to 61 residents after steadily increasing over the past several days. The virus has put 5,064 Montanans in the hospital since March of 2020. Those who have tested positive for COVID-19 now total just over 109,500. Of those who have tested positive, just under 107,000 have recovered. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 33 states and provinces in now 21 countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMR in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.